Welcome to the Sound Lens Podcast. I'm Jillian Wise. And I'm Louise Fagan. And we're here today with Calicia Masala. Calicia is the coalition leader and founder of Girl Up Quebec, where her advocacy work focuses on two main issues, international gender equality and the importance of representation. Through her work and involvement, she has been featured in the Global Affairs Canada Women's Day Conference in 2019, and Calicia was awarded the Girl Up Project Award by the UN Foundation in 2022. Since then, she has created the annual Girl Up Quebec Festival, which inspires women who are making a change in their community. Calicia is currently a master's student in information technology law at the University of Montreal, where she is the president of UN Women. This International Women's Day, in partnership with Girl Up, Hershey Canada has highlighted Calicia by celebrating her and four other young women working to build a better future with five limited edition Hershey chocolate bars. Thanks, Calicia, for being here. Hello, hello, Julianne and, and Louise. I'm so happy to be here. Welcome. We're so thrilled you're here. And thank you, because I know it's a very busy time for you. It's March, International Women's Month, when you're being featured and in, in the campaign. So we're going to start with, we want to know more about your background and you and your life. Can you tell us, have you always lived in Montreal, Canada? Well, no, actually, I was born and raised in France. Uh, in a little town called Caen, two hours away from Paris, so you can <laughs> localize it. And I decided to come uh, to live in Montreal when I was 17, so after my high school diploma. So I came to Montreal for my studies, where I did my bachelor degree, and I just stayed ever since. And now I'm in my, in my master's degree. But yeah, I was born and raised in France, so I'm French, actually. You came by yourself, or did your family come no, too? I came by myself. Actually, my mom came with me, because she had to set up everything. But I, yes. I came by myself. Wow, that's such a big move, like to at seventeen too, to decide to come to Montreal. What drew you here? Well, I the first time I came in Canada was I was like thirteen, and it was in Toronto for vacation at my aunt's house, and I, and I loved the way I was welcomed there as a as a kid. You know, I just just loved the way I was welcomed there. So that play a good part, but also the fact that I just loved Canada and Toronto overall. So when I was 13 and I went back to France, I was like, mom, I want to live in Canada. And she was like, well, okay, we'll see, we'll see. And then I grew up and the idea sticks with me and my parents did not, were not opposed to that. So we started doing the whole formula and everything and took for me to go to Montreal. So have you, I mean, that's a very sense, that's a strong sense of yourself and very self-directed at a young age age is that a trademark or a trait of your family are you all you know single-minded or focused well I, yes single-minded and focused I would say that <laughs> you know when you when you ask me this question I'm, I'm thinking about my late grandfather he died like two years ago from from mm. COVID we, we heard and he was very focused on his goals. He was a biomedical engineer and he really wanted to help people to have a healthcare material especially in Africa. And uh, I think my mom had that too, because my mom is in the healthcare system. So she really wanted to help people too. Maybe that's a trait that came back to me. So your activism, when did that begin? My activism really began when I was 15. And I'm talking about the action itself. But, you know, right. I do think that sometimes activism can be a mindset more than just a title. But it really began with action when I was 15. I decided to create an association called Keep Girls of Congo. Because one day, you know, we were at home and we received a call 
from one of our cousins back in Congo. And so our mom telling us that she got pregnant, but she was 13. Mm. That that completely shocked me because like a couple of months before I was sending her some Violetta, which is like a, a Disney type of thing. I was very shocked by that. And I, I remember sitting on the, the couch with my mom and was like, Mama, I really want to do something for them there. I don't know, but I want to do something. I want to help them. And she was like, okay, let's let's plan something. So we started to fill out association papers. So it's a French-based association helping young mother in Congo. At first, we wanted to do contraception, but it's very taboo there, so we couldn't. So right. we we did like baby clothes and mommy accessories for them to, to have that. So it really started at 15 and then it just increased ever since. It's just incredible that you at 15 had this idea and you talked about it with your mom or not even necessarily a full idea, but just this desire to help other people. And your mom was so on board with putting it into action and making it come to fruition in terms of like filling out these papers to make an association. It's just incredible that, you know, you had that support from such a young age. Yeah, I think it really played a big role in the person I am today because I just grew up with this thing of you're never too young and whatever is your condition because we're going to talk about this deeper but uh, you know as, as a, a young black girl growing up where I grew up you know sometimes you can feel like you were in some boxes and you have to fit in certain stereotypes and my mom really didn't want me to be in this mindset and she was like you can be anyone okay if you want to be a doctor you can be you can be anyone so that really stick to me to the point where I was just being uh, delusional. No, no, no. But I, I, was, I was just, you know, ready to make a change. So that mindset that you had at 15, did you have that even younger? I mean, were you, as a young girl living in France, were you inspired or upset by? Yes, yes. There were definitely some subjects that I was upset by. And I, I still am today, you know gender equality, racial issues. And I, I always had my, my word to say a little bit. Nobody was shutting me down. And mm. I was sometimes, most of the time, with my uncles, my aunties. So with the grown-ups, so I was hearing stories. So that maybe helped me build a speech and build a thought. Yes. And- yes, it's amazing because you, as Jillian was saying, it's one thing to have the idea, but then not only the action too, but then you have this platform that you've created and you're the face of it. How long did that project continue, the, the one in Congo? When I came back to, when I, when I arrived in Montreal, I had to shut things mm-hmm. down because I was going into university studies. It was very hard to just balance everything. And then when I came here in Canada, I decided to be a part of activism work too, to feel like, okay, I'm helping here too. So we shut down and now we are planning on doing new things there. Yeah. And what was, can I just ask, what was the environment like? What was the reaction from your peers and the community when you started that project? Everybody was very supportive. And, and I was not waiting for any support except my parents to start. Really to start. And then everyone was supportive. In high school too, I did like a presentation about this project and they were really supportive. My teacher, my, my friends. Really, I, I did not have any negative comment about that because it's a good thing. But I can understand that some people can... I received... A negative comment when it came to the first idea of contraception it was like no 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 okay that's not us don't try to 
bring your uh, European uh, occidental things. So that's that was like a little obstacle, but then we had to just adapt. You came to Montreal to study international relations at University of Montreal, and now you're currently doing a master's of law in information technology. Has your education been, I guess, directed by, by your activism work, or have you chosen to study these certain programs based off of the work that you'd like to do in activism? Both of it, actually, both of it, because at first when I did the bachelor degree in international relations, because I'm always very passionate about geopolitic issues, international issue overall. And then after this bachelor, I had to specialize myself and I was like, okay, but what is something that I want to know more about? Knowing that I really like law and I could do a specified law. So I was scrolling around all the laws that I liked and I really liked intellectual property law. And intellectual property law is actually the specialty of my master right now. So I decided to go into IT law because I just wanted to know more about it. And also I knew that this program would really help me also in my activism work because now I'm planning on doing more work about the importance of technology when it comes to girl and how technology and gender equality are linked. And we can talk about cyber violence, all of that. That's fascinating. You know, it's interesting you said about on the one side of the technology, which is how we receive information, but there's also been a push, I believe, in the last five years, especially for women to be more comfortable and look at tech as an option anyway, including like learning to code and to balance out and to provide some more equity and equality. I was just curious if that is also about making technology more accessible. Is that an important issue? Definitely. And you know, when I started scrolling through all those programs and really want to go where I wanted to go, I always like to go where there is somebody like me because I just feel safer and not even safe, but I feel represented first. And I also feel like, okay, that's something achievable. And sometimes Mm -hmm. being, being the glass breaker, the ceiling breaker is it's hard. It's a good thing. It's amazing, but sometimes it's very hard. So I was like, okay, um, let me try to find somebody that was in this program before, but I couldn't. Really, I couldn't find. Even when we're talking about research director for the thesis, all that, I couldn't find. So I was like, okay, well, let me just go inside and and do what, what I have to do. But definitely, representation is something that I, I praise so much. But representation has a lot of layers and issues sometimes because it's not because there's somebody that looks like you that this person will be for you. Like, representation is... You have to look look at it very deeply because sometimes it's not always a good thing right and i can imagine too like you're someone who's i mean assuming somewhat strong-willed if you're starting all this activism work it sounds like it was still challenging and i can imagine for other people who don't have that same kind of groundedness in them or experience that it would be a huge deterrent to then to choose a program that then they're not represented in yeah i know and i know that i'm aware of that it's not easy to just decide to okay i'm gonna like i said i'm gonna be the first one or mm. it's not easy as soon as you see that something is not achievable for somebody like you you start feeling a little bit down and okay maybe that's not just not for me but it is for you you know and we need and we need and, I, and I'm so happy because I'm seeing more and more diversity when it comes to any any field the healthcare system which is very important because there's a lot of bias sometimes and I read articles about just considering pain sometimes of black women I heard a lot of articles by that and so I'm, I'm very happy for all this diversity coming out even in the low field and the tech field so I'm optimistic. Calicia so it's interesting as you say that there's the one thing that you're 
following your drive and your passion and your interest. And then you are stepping into a space where you may be having to shoulder the responsibility of being the representative is too. What is that like, having to be responsible? Or do you feel a sense of accountability in some way? Yes, I do. But it has to be a personal thing. And I, and I don't really like when, when we see people of color or people of minority, it can be anything. And we try to like put them on a political speech and force them to be activists. Mm-hmm. You can decide and not be an activist. You can, you know, you can decide and just live your life as you want to live your life. So I decided to choose this because I felt like, okay, that's something for me. I know I can speak up, but there's people that just don't like to speak up, you know? So I'm, I'm not an activist because I, I'm, I'm a black woman, really. I think if I was even a white woman, I would be an activist. But <laughs> I think it's not like a mm-hmm. title that you have to put on visible minority people. For yes. anyone just that wants to do it. That's a really important message. And thank you for saying that. Specifically, though, around gender equality. So was it the experiences you had in creating the foundation or the, the work that you did in the Congo? Is that what really drove you towards gender equality? It really started, the action started at 15, but the thought started way before it. And that's the whole right. the whole process of raising a child, you know? Like, you have to go to school and interact with people and friends and peers and all that. And you will be in some situation that you see that your gender is is having a, a debate here. You do not belong here. So you have to fight for your place at a very early age. Can you tell us how you became initially involved with Girl Up United Nations Foundation? So it was back in 2019, late 2019, going to 2020. And I was already uh, a part of UN Women at this time. But, you know, UN Women at the University of Montreal is a university club. So you can only do things related to the university club. And I always wanted to do something outside of it. I spent my whole day here, so I want to do something outside of it. And um, I was just looking for clubs that really represented me and my values. And I heard about Girl Up and we, I talked with the Girl Up Canada Club back then and we had amazing discussions. And so I was a part of Girl Up Canada. And then we were like, but Girl Up Canada, Canada is wide, it's very big. We had to create clubs. And that's when I decided to found Girl Up Quebec. And then some friends decided to found Girl Up Ontario and all that. And then we, we hired more girls to found in their province. And that's how we started. Because, you know, Girl Up's club, they're everywhere. In, in the United States, they're like, I don't know how many, but a lot. And there's in Africa too, everywhere. Can you just tell us what Girl Up Quebec or maybe Girl Up in general does, but then more specifically Girl Up Quebec? Girl Up is a girl-centered leadership community where they help you to increase your leadership skills, speaking skills, activism skills. And yes, it's like multiple clubs have those amazing, talented girls together. And when you decide to have your club, it's like you have a purpose on it. So each club has their own directive. Girl Up Quebec is more, was more into the mental health when we started. Like our message was starting with mental health. And now we do a lot of digital activism, Girl Up Quebec. When we spread amazing messages, we also share leadership skills. We have this each year Girl Up Festival that we have, we're going to do also this year. And the Girl Up Festival really started when we knew we can actually be in person after COVID. So we have the Girl Up Festival, which is like a 
panel with inspiring women who comes and talk about their lives and we ask questions and it's a whole discussion actually and there is also a workshop there where we can learn more about something in particular precisely and this year which is very new we're gonna do a girl up Quebec award so we're gonna give an award to a young girl that actually did something for our community and so we're really excited about that this year wow that's fabulous when you started girl what were your expectations or what was your goal when you started the foundation when I started the foundation the goal was to have girls who share the same values and just do workshop to bring more girls like to just teach more girls and be a whole community of of kindness and of respect but also when you have a lot of knowledge so that was the first thing and like I said the first message was to bring attention to mental health but we created Girl of Quebec in January 2020 so a couple of months after this, the COVID hit us. So we had to do virtual events, which was the worst thing ever. So a lot of people in the club, you know, started to feel not useful and we lost a lot of members and then we hired some and then we lost. The, the motivation was not here for some and I can totally understand because the pandemic was just so harsh on us, you know. But it really started like last year. Can you can you believe that? There's like two years of just event and like virtual events and we did like a lot of journaling, mental health workshops, leadership skill workshop, all of that online. And then 2022, we decided to do um It's just such an amazing program that you're bringing to Quebec. I'm thinking, I didn't grow up in Quebec. I'm from Ontario, but I'm thinking about myself when I was younger and how that is something a thousand percent that I would have wanted to partake in. And it just would have been so inspiring and such a great learning opportunity and really motivating to participate and stand up and, and learn new skills that maybe you wouldn't think would be accessible to you as a young girl. So I just, I can only imagine, you know, the impact that it's going to have and it already is having on girls in, in Quebec overall. Yeah, we, we started from, from really scratch and we are still not big like we want to, but the, the purpose is not about even the quantity, it's about the quality and how effective the message can be. That's just what we want, really. And the audience mm -hmm. is from, you know, 13 to like 20, 24 or something. We're trying to do that to hold the, the whole scale. Well, I can see that the, the need that each person brings when they come plus their skills and their gifts are of varying levels. Depend, especially depending upon the age, and I can see that older member being mentors almost. How do you then personally, so you've talked about what the goals were, but for this to be successful or for you to have achieved success with this foundation, what does success look like? Hmm. We're seven girls in the in the Girl of Quebec team now, and they're, they're also great. I think since we kind of got traumatized by the pandemic, we, we did not put our acceptation very high okay we were started with okay we, we're gonna do in-person event that's that's amazing right that's let's start with that but now I can see success from it by just giving like courses maybe courses classes and just expand the whole garb festival expand it because it takes a lot of our time and, and money to to do the girl festival so if we can expand it it will it will be very great I 
just wanted to ask too about your relationship with the United Nations Girl Up and during COVID and when you were starting, were the other Girl Up foundations across the world facing similar challenges? Yes, definitely. And when you're doing a virtual event, you have this anxiety of who's gonna come and sometimes you can do an amazing presentation but there's just two people showing well you have to do it anyway the message is spreading at least but i know for sure and i talk with some girl up clubs because that's the beauty of grow up is that there is multiple girl up clubs everywhere and you can just chat with them and it's like you guys kind of know each other already because you are a member of the same clubs. In March, the Her For She campaign launched. And so congratulations on being a part of that. Can you tell us about how you found out that you were chosen to be a part of this? Yeah, I, I received an email. It was at the end of summer and I was about to go back to Canada. And we were at the hotel, just a airport hotel with my mom. And I received this email of her. She's telling me, oh, well, Kelisa, we really want to tell you that we loved working with you because I I worked with Hershey's. Hershey was one of the sponsors of the Girl Quebec Festival last year. Okay, okay. Fabulous. And they were like, we loved your work. We love what you do. And we really want to have you in this campaign next year. And I was just so shocked. And I was like, mom, look at this. And she was like, oh my God. And I was like, you don't tell anyone, okay? Because we have to keep it. We had to keep the secret for a long time. And then my mom was just like, but I can't wait. I was like, no. Don't, don't, just don't. <laughs> okay, so wait, so in the past, Hershey has been a sponsor for Girl Up Quebec Festival, and then they had this campaign in mind, so then they reached out to you to be one of the five features of the campaign. That's crazy. And did you have any idea that this campaign was happening, that they were looking for people to fill these roles? No, because I, I forgot to mention something very important. So Hershey's, before Hershey became a sponsor of Girl Up Quebec, I did a promotion for Hershey's. I promote five other women last year. Five other women oh. bars. I promote them because I was a part of Go Up and they wanted girl up the girls to do to do this promotion. So I did it. And then after doing this promotion, it, w- it went very well. So I asked them, oh, can you be a, a sponsor for the Girl Up Quebec Festival coming up? Good for you. And they were like, yes. And it's after all of that. So at the end of the, the year, kind of, that they asked me to be a part of this campaign. Wow. Yeah. And it's a it's a beautiful campaign. It is really, really beautiful. It has opened my eyes to a number of organizations and women led initiatives that I had no idea about. It's beautiful. So congratulations. (laughs) So the excitement for you and for your mom, which I can totally understand and relate to. What does it mean to you in terms of the profile that you get to then put back onto Girl Up Mm. Quebec? How does that what does that look like for you? I think Grow up Quebec now is maybe more seen because since we hold this ads and the promotion around me, but also of course around Grow Up Quebec, we received a lot of message, a lot of replies, a lot of reposts and just new followers and a new audience. And I, I think it kinda like bring us to another level. Can you tell us what shooting the campaign was wow. like? It was so good like the the people were just so professional so kind because i was stressed i'm always stressed it was very nice people are just making you feel so good and at ease when i came into the shooting place there was this woman and she was like oh i'm so proud of you because you are 
the only black girl on the set and she, she was a black woman and she said you're the only black girl on the set but the director she's also a black girl and uh, she was like that, that's so nice that's you know that's, that's so good mm. like you have to you know represent and all that and that really helped me because it was just before she did my COVID test it was just before the whole shooting thing so it kind of you know like okay you know that's good I'm, I'm in a safe place and it's amazing so the, the shooting overall was good and I'm I saw another girl up, Alumna, there, Rita, and the girls I, I did the, the company with, Faye, Nyla, and Oten, they were just so amazing, and the work is just incredible. So the whole thing was at ease, the whole stress went down. That was one of my questions. I was curious if you got to meet each other and if that all happened together. Yes, we were all together. We met each other. Of course, we had to. We were sharing the same campaign. So we were asking questions. Oh, what do you do? What do you do? And wow, that was it was so good. And just seeing how young women can thrive like this in each way, in shape and form was very good. I wanted to say too, I love that you mentioned the director. And I feel that when I was looking at it, I felt that your sense of purpose for each of the women was very clear. So when you were just saying now, it just reminded me when you were saying, you know, it just grounded you with the woman who was taking your test and was complimenting you and you felt very grounded. It really does come across. Also, mm. the joy of all of you being together really comes across. It's very authentic. It's an absolutely beautiful campaign. Oh, thank you so much. It's so beautiful. And you all look so powerful, too. Mm. It's really, like, even just looking at the chocolate bars or, the, you know, the <laughs> ads on Instagram and stuff on these, like, little phones, like, you feel the energy and the power and the encouragement to also, you know, feel strong as a woman. That's really thanks to the director, Amika, because it wasn't easy, really... But once she put some Beyonce on, we were we were up. <laughs> we were up. But uh, yes, thanks to her. So lots of recognition for Girl Up Canada, but then also recognition for you personally. And so how has that affected your life? You are on a chocolate bar. You're walking through the school <laughs> and going to class and walking down the streets of Montreal. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I think it really kind of shocked me when I was doing my grocery shopping and I saw my face <laughs> and I saw the bars I was like oh and, and also because the thing is the whole campaign was supposed to be kept a secret so we couldn't talk about it before the first March but Hershey started to spread the videos on YouTube and everywhere so I'm receiving videos of my friends I think I just saw you. I think I, think I just saw you on YouTube ad. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you did a Hershey's government. I was like, yes. And so just seeing all this joy of people surrounding me was so great. And personally, it's good. It's good. But, you know, you have to keep grounded. You have to, you know, you have to keep grounded. It's a step, yes, because it's all the work that I did that's receiving a recognition. So I did not do that for just... N nothing but at the same time I know that my work impacted a lot of people so it just bring a recognition but it's a step it's a step and it's amazing you know I have, I have the bars here too I'm gonna send it to Europe to tomorrow for my parents to have them it's a great idea oh. have any new opportunities opened up for you since the campaign well there's one but same I cannot talk about it so you know <laughs> that's just that's crazy but yeah there is this one and I think it also just opened doors even inside of me more 
you know mm. just to feel like oh wow okay what i'm doing is really something and i have to keep doing it is it going to take you away from your studies or are you going to stay focused on oh, your master's okay. degree <laughs> i'm going to keep focused on my master's degree <laughs> i guess i'm going to keep focused on that i have to finish and i have to start because i have to start writing the thesis so do you know what your plans are after you graduate or do you have an idea of what you'd like to do i have an idea i'm reading really tune about international organization and the work they can do so i really like that and I was also thinking about passing the bar at some point. So I'm also thinking about that. But I really want to start working. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I can imagine. I feel I can imagine that it must feel that all these opportunities are here. And you have this real, real momentum, especially after COVID kind of holding you back. And so now you're like at this next level and ready to go and you're being just slightly held back again by school. I think something that when you're telling us from being a young girl in France and then all the way through to now and where you're at now, that you've done an amazing job of finding a group of women or a community to help you. And even with the Her for She, now you've got this new coalition of women, not just the five, but the team that made it all happen for you. Has that been important and integral to your work? It's so important to be around people that just support you overall. But sometimes I think we tend also to be where our presence is not necessarily needed. And we like, we're forcing our presence to something and I, and I just decided to stop forcing any presence. I'm going to go where I'm accepted, you know? So that plays a big role in when you know that you have to be where you are needed and when you are loved, it just changed your surroundings automatically. Having a good community, it's pretty great. But I've been in communities where the values were strong, but some people were not really attached to those values. And that's a real thing. And that's a truth that we have to talk about sometimes when it comes to activism, feminists. There's people that are not really in tune with the values. And when you, once you know that, it really breaks your whole world because you're like, wow, I really mm -hmm. thought I was in a safe place, but I'm really not, mm -hmm. you know? But there's not a lot of them. They're just like a couple of bad apples. But, <laughs> but that's a hard truth that I had to face. Yes. Well, it's hard too when you're moving to new places or wanting to try new things and it's a huge risk to do that to begin with and then not being certain of the community that you're going to put yourself into. I mean, I can imagine you probably felt that when you first moved to Montreal and then trying to find, you know, your your group of people with who are like-minded and, and then that being a bit shaken if, you know, not everybody is thinking the way that you thought they were. You can't map it out all perfectly and put yourself into the space that you want to be in. There are a lot of unknown variables and you have to really adapt i had to adapt and i'm still adapting you know what i don't know everything and i'm still learning and that's the beauty of it of course sometimes i'm very anxious about the future like i think every girl in my age at my age but <laughs> i'm so i'm so <laughs> i'm very anxious about the future but I, I stay to keep grounded and that's when community is important and just your peers, your family, because they are here to remind you that, but you're doing good now. Like you're doing great for now. Just, just keep being in the present and don't try to rush or be anxious about things you can't even control. I'm assuming that you see a life in advocacy and activism for yourself after graduation and just in general in the future. Do you see it happening in Quebec, Canada, and in a more international scale? Uh, maybe in a more international scale, but you know, Quebec is really a home that welcomed me very well. So I'm I, maybe I will keep a, a foot here in some way. But yes, 
yeah, yeah, definitely international needs. Something that I would say, which is can be cliche, but it's so true, is you're never too young to start something to make a change, and that's so true. Sometimes people just hear it and they're like, yes, but sometimes you need the resources, you need the network, which is true. Sometimes you do, but when once you have an idea and you have the good people around it, it can just flourish. Louise, you talked about success. Success is very subjective. It depends to one another. But once you have your idea and where you want to go with that, you can really start at any age. So that's something that we'll say to young women to start anything, just to just start. And not necessarily wait for some people, even though sometimes it can be easier to have resources and network. When you're really into this idea, it can just work, really, really, really. And it can take time too, depending on how big you want it to be. And I will also say that don't let bad people make you a bad person. I talked mm. about the fact that there are sometimes some bad apples when we are in this when we are in the community in general and it can affect you because you had acceptation and your acceptation really like just fell because you were deceived by somebody but don't let the bad, bad people make you a bad person and that's the, I think that's very powerful and I do meditate I mean I, I'm, I'm very spiritual I, I pray and that really helped me to stay grounded first and to just be focused on I can just control my actions and not other people actions so of course there's people that are going to tease you and, and when you're a feminist when you title yourself as a feminist oh there are going to be people that will you know try to debate with you all the time yes but look at this look at that and sometimes your energy is not needed everywhere by doing that you know meditating praying i can just focus on my action and what you're doing is up to you really I loved when Calicia, I'm just jumping right into it. I hope that's okay. Please. I love when she was talking at the very beginning about activism and how it started for her actionably when she was, I think, 13, but that she had it in her before that. And just how she defined it as being like, oh, it's something that, you know, not necessarily a personality trait, but like some people have in them, maybe some kind of like spirit inside of them versus it being taking action on it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying she has like a, she had an internal motivation that. Yeah. Already. Like, you know, and I think it it is in some people. Cause when we asked that first question about like, Oh, like when did it start for you? And she was like, Oh, well, like I first took action on it when I was 13. (laughs) Right. I was like, Oh, I hadn't thought about it that way before. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting, but it sounds like when she was, she's talked about her grandfather. So it was modeled for her. She yeah. grew up with that as a not only just having the impulse and that natural inclination, but also then you actively go and do something about it. I mean, that yeah. is that's huge too. And then for her to just like to continue this, well, now I'm in a new place called Montreal and I'm going to continue my work. And how can I best do that work that interests me in this place, right? Yeah. That's that's a whole other level of brilliance. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she said it maybe a couple times. She spoke about doing the work that means something to you, but in the way that works for where you are. So mm-hmm. not pushing your own agenda in a place where you're not welcome or it's not yeah. accepted. 
right? And she's just so grounded. Like, I felt grounded talking to her. You know, when she was talking about, like, feminism and stuff. I was like, wow, this is, it's just, I don't know, I need a new word for inspiring. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, if the word fits. <laughs> right. But she was, she is very inspiring. Her goals are measured, but they're also high achieving. So she has somewhat lofty goals. Right. Some people would say, look, but they're actually not, they're very measured. And she has. Well, she's she's really focused too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So as maybe lofty or like high in the sky things they are, which I don't even, I don't even know if that's what they are because it it seems so attainable for her that it's not even, I can't even call it pie in the sky, but. Yes. I guess because it's not wishful thinking. That's not at all I was trying to say. Yeah, she seems just so targeted on it and focused and... I know, and then also in the middle of the busiest month (laughs) of her time in Montreal, probably with like, she's master's degree, (laughs) she's planning for this festival, and then this incredible campaign comes Mm -hmm. out that, you know, rocks her world in a sense. It Listen, this is is how we found out about her, right? Like, this is the amazing thing about these campaigns. I went looking for the chocolate bars and I haven't found them yet. Oh shoot! Okay. No, like they're just gone. Like I, <laughs> I think you can order them online too. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. So we're gonna have to do that. For the first five callers in, you too get a Hershey. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not gonna happen. We're gonna eat them. <laughs> well, they look delicious, and they're just so like they're so aesthetically pleasing, and the women are so beautiful. And a thousand percent, I'm gonna choose that chocolate bar over any other. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't know what the campaign was about or I didn't know any of the women, it's like, it, mm-hmm. it's just, it looks great. It does. And it's very intention driven and that comes through. And I know that's because we, we looked into the campaign. I looked at the videos, Kalesia's video and her statement. Everything is, as she said, yes, it was very like, it was a very meaningful experience. So that all comes through, which is, Mm -hmm. you can see the integrity in something. Even as you said, if you like walking into the grocery store and they're like at the checkout. That's a great way to put it. totally see the integrity in that. Well said. Thank you, because I feel like I'm tripping up on my words today. I'm I'm not creating full sentences. I'm just trailing off mid-sentence and I'm like, this is not... She was, she had to be an active listening guest, which she was, <laughs> because oh, I'm I'm like throwing out something, and I'm like I have these ideas in my head that I cannot. Also, I know. you it's know, she. Be, so thank you again, Kalicia, for putting up with us because <laughs> <laughs> she showed up in her A game, and I'm like yeah. trying to like catch up to her. She was amazing. So thank you, Kalicia, for being so generous with us in in allowing us to just kind of meander a little bit. I'm still on the hunt for the chocolate bars. This will be one of my goals for this week. Because do they stop? How long are they producing them for? Do we know? Is it just until the end of March? or is It it... might just be to the end of March, but I'm going to find out more about Girl Up UN. But Jillian, honestly, when you said that about how inspiring that would have been for you, like, I would have been all over it. Totally. Been like, yes, I am like number one fan. I want to do all of it. It would have been so cool to have. And my friends too. Like, not just me, but yeah, like Tess. Yes, that's exactly who I thought of. Like, Tess, it was going to be right there. (laughs) And Lisa and I in the background, so probably the snacks. (laughs) And the driving. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Honestly, that's, yeah, I can see that. How wonderful would that have been? So I'm, I'm so excited about Ooh, what they're yeah. doing. And 
I think it's fabulous. So. I wonder if there are any of the girl ups in your area. Well, there are. So you know what? And I have to Google this just to be like fact checking. So don't write a thesis on what I'm about to say. But <laughs> <laughs> I was actually filming something this past month at a young women's group. And they're called One Thing Here, but I believe their subtitle was Girl Up. And it just kind of came in a couple times like it was kind of mentioned. And I was like, wait a minute. And so when she was talking, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I always want to join the rodeo, join the Any Every guest, I'm like, well, I'm there. Sell everything and send for the kids. <laughs> what is with me? <laughs> How can we sponsor? I know. I have, I have my own sense of purpose. I do. I'm very, I love what I do. I love our collaborate, you know, all of this. And yet I'm willing to just like abandon everything every time. <laughs> Foreign service. We should be extra. <laughs> I'm going to be extra on Outer Banks. What is that about? I'm just going to say that that's just because I have an enthusiasm for new things. <laughs> that's definitely what it is. It's not, what are you thinking it is? <laughs> what it, I'm thinking that's what it is because I have it too. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a bit, mine's a bit more contained, but. Well, yours is a bit, well, contained I don't know, but you you're definitely grounded. You know, you're like, all right, let's let's not derail the whole the whole family legacy here. Let's keep us on the track. <laughs> Where I'm like, come on, everybody, follow me. <laughs> where are we going? I don't know. That's just where Mom said to go. So. <laughs> you can find Kalicia Masala on Instagram at k e l i c i i a, and Girl Up Quebec on Instagram at Girl Up Quebec. And the Girl Up Quebec Festival is happening June 4th, so you can stay tuned for more information on the Girl Up Quebec Instagram account for that. And if you want more information about the Her For She Hershey's campaign, you can visit the link in our show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, download the episodes, like, and review the Soundlens podcast, and share it with someone you think would enjoy it. You can also follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Soundlens Podcast. And for more episodes, visit soundlenspodcast.com. Bye. Love you. Love you too. Bye.